Hi, friends. Hey, friends. I'm Carly. And I'm Katie. And welcome back to another 220-somethings Tuesday. Thanksgiving week! I'm so excited. Thanksgiving week. I'm stoked. Colonizers. Well, yeah, it's a tough holiday (laughs) for America, but it's nice that we have the break like i i'm still excited because we used to get it off in school and now i get it off for work so it's like the same excitement of like oh i only have to go to school or go to work three days this week and then i get to eat food with my family so i'm excited yes love that i have to work four days but that's okay that's okay do you work on friday after yeah Mm. that's okay though gotta make that money somehow because i'm not salaried lol true (laughs) and we're going to disney in less than a month in like three weeks um that is wild i know i'm yeah everybody get ready i mean you won't be shocked when we post disney content but like I I'm so excited to go, but when you said three weeks, because we do go and definitely not going on like my first thought was, holy shit, I have a lot to do. <laughs> I mean, we're only gonna be gone for four days, so like But my quarter ends before we leave, so that means I have I'm, all of my finals. Me too. I I spent all day yesterday and I'm gonna spend all day the rest of today doing homework to get ahead because my final paper for my class is due the Monday that we're there so I have to like mm-hmm. do it the week before get it done yeah yeah well yeah that's I mean that's a great way to segue into what we're talking about because yeah. what stresses you out in your 20s uh grad school <laughs> literally yeah yeah we realized like last week when we were recording the true crime one we kind of went off on a tangent that we ended up cutting because we were like this has nothing to do with what we're talking about but we were like we could probably just dedicate an episode to just talking through stress in your 20s because clearly everybody deals with it and we're like really in the thick of it right now and to give you an idea of how stressed out I have been I mean I I have had like random mental breakdowns like this past week I swear something was in the air and like I was just going through it but I think I've been saying that for the past month and a half so and I don't mean to laugh but it's just yeah no it's so true and I feel like I've just been in like survival mode low-key and then um when you were talking about how we were we went on a tangent in the last recording session that we cut I um don't remember that at all and that tells you how stressed out I am (laughs) that's wild but makes sense I mean like they're like we've shared a little bit with with listeners through a couple episodes and like through our Instagram that like we're taking a step back and like slowing the process down a little bit for the podcast just because obviously it's an extracurricular and and so it kind of takes the backseat Mm -hmm. to like more important things in our lives um but yeah Carly and I are both in grad school right now which obviously not a majority of people can relate to like it's not like everyone's going through grad school but I feel like 
everyone's lives are full, right? Like no matter what it is and it's a different level for everybody, but it's still like a lot for everyone. So just taking the time to like acknowledge it, I feel like, like we're not going to fix stress in this episode, but like just take a couple minutes to like realize everyone goes through shit and, and just acknowledge it. Yeah. And on the opposite end though, realize yes everyone goes through shit but that does not devalue how you are feeling oh no not at all yeah yeah that being said i'm currently drinking honey lavender stress relief tea i'm eating gummy bears for breakfast so my little yogi like tea bag message says when your inner and outer worlds harmonize relationships do too and that uh speaks volumes for my uh inner and outer worlds of my stress <laughs> that's oh, that's a that was really like that was really perfect honestly <laughs> yeah oh I love that um so we did a Q&A response or a Q&A on Instagram um I said it on my personal because we still definitely have more followers on our personal which is fine it's fine um, we got some good responses though. And so the topic was just what stresses you out in your twenties and how do you deal with it if you deal with it? Um, so we're just kind of go through and just kind of riff off each and just kind of like chat through it. So the first one is trying to get my parents to see me as an adult, which is fair. Like this, I feel like a lot of these responses we've kind of touched on from different angles in like past episodes um but this one can be really hard in your 20s when you're transitioning out of like living at home or um being supported either financially or like being housed again by your parents um to kind of like show your independence like it can be stressful to like still need to lean on them but also want to be viewed as like an independent adult. Yeah, I I feel like I'm really lucky and have a really positive relationship with my parents. And I actually don't relate to this one at this point in my life, which I mean, don't get me wrong, it's taken a while to get here. But <laughs> I the um, still calling them when I need help. I do, too. But I think something that's really big is my mom will. And my dad too. My dad is so cute. Whenever I haven't seen him in a while, he'll like come out to me and go, hi, hi I'm Trent. Oh. I'm like, shut up. Give me a hug. <laughs> I love him. That's so but sweet. Something my mom does is she, she won't like, she'll randomly call me or text me, but she won't like, like force herself, like force herself on me in a sense. Like she wants to help, but always like I'm always here you know that but she'll never like cry yeah my mom's the same we it's kind of like if I need help like if I need a question answered or you know something like that actually it's funny one of the answers from someone was anything insurance which like (laughs) that's so real like I still like insurance and like anything financial like investing or like 401k like stuff like that like obviously I asked my parents for help when I got my job so like stuff like that if I reach out with a question and like hey I need your help on this like they are happy to be there and ask but yeah I I am the same where I have a 
pretty good relationship with my parents. Um, and it's just, it's kind of like on my terms in terms of like how much I want them in my life. I don't know. It's, it's a good balance. Yeah. My parents have done a good job of balancing. Like I'm always here if you need help, you know, whether that's like, you just need to come have a home cooked meal or you need me to spot you 20 bucks sort of thing or, but they've done a really good job balancing that with also kind of letting me struggle. Yeah. You know, letting, letting me have these like real world adult difficulties and challenges that I'd have to navigate and figure out with their support as much as I kind of let them help me. But that's another thing that like, I will never ask my parents for money. I will never ask them to like sacrifice any part of themselves to help me. And I know like they are so loving, they're amazing parents and they would happily sacrifice all of themselves to help me. But I'm just, that's not who I am. Like I will just wait until I cry and can't deal with it anymore. And then I'll call my mom instead of like, hey girl, I'm struggling a little. Yeah, no, totally. I... I feel that like I even the last couple weeks <laughs> what has spurred this episode I I think it was like two weeks ago I there was one day during work and it had nothing really to do with like work like I love my job but everything just got to be like a lot and I just started crying midday because it was just a lot mm-hmm. and I I used to cry a lot and the last like through college I've really worked on my emotional well-being and like boundaries and all those things too just be stronger and and not like there's nothing wrong with crying I will always advocate for it as a way to release any sort of emotion but I used to it's your body's it's your body's quickest and easiest way to release stress totally yeah and I used to do it a lot though like in a sense of like I didn't know how to deal with any sort of like either emotional stress or relationship or anything like that um so now when I cry it's like it's a lot like there's there's a lot going on to get me to that point um and so my mom and I snapchat more than we call just because we're both busy oh my gosh (laughs) and we like said like she I just said sometimes I send her like a voice or like a video like message on snapchat like I send you once because I'm like I just need her to know like (laughs) it's more to sum up what I'm trying to say it's more of a like I just need the the support and the encouragement to keep going rather than like my parents fix it for me like there's no way my mom can fix my life I'm a state away it's my job it's the my schoolwork like it's everything that she really has nothing to do with um but it's like she encourages me by saying I love you like Mm -hmm. you got this she's like Thanksgiving is coming like take a walk like just little things that I might forget or they slip out of my mind when I'm in that like tough couple minutes of crying um but then Mm -hmm. it's then it's over it's like my mom's not here like I have to deal with this my big girl pants um so yeah I'm grateful to have her in my corner but she doesn't definitely doesn't like solve my problems for me yeah and that's I think that's also a really positive sign of an adult relationship with your parents as well and something that I'll say to my mom when I'm you know venting to her and I'll just straight up say like hey actually like 
you know, I'm just looking for someone to vent to, or yeah, I would love some advice. And she completely respects that. And I'm like, no, like, I don't need advice. Like, please just sit here and listen. And she's like, okay, I love you. You got it. Yeah. Completely okay to feel this way. Or she's like, okay, you need to do this and this and this, and then talk about this with your therapist and write this down. So I love that she respects my angle of what I'm needing. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like a good sign of good communication too between mm-hmm. you and your parents. Like sometimes figuring out that relationship that we've both, you know, things haven't been all hunky-dory all the time with our parents, but I think- No. <laughs> but like you and I and them, like it just takes good communication to work on that relationship. So, yeah. And I think a lot of it too is- not to like toot our own horns, but they they've seen that we've worked a lot on becoming adults in our own, like shorping, shorping, shaping and forming ourselves, shorping for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> that I think they have a lot of like respect for us as well. Absolutely, that helps with the communication. Yeah, yeah, and vice versa. My parents have respect for you, and I hope it's the same. <laughs> Yes. No, they do. Oh my gosh. My dad, like after when you stopped by and yeah. uh, said hi to my dad, my mom came home later that evening and he was like, Katie was here. And my mom was like, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. And he goes, have you seen her new hair? It's so cute. Oh, Trent. <laughs> that was so sweet. It's one of the first things I noticed. So Carly was my date to a wedding a couple weeks ago. So I went up to Washington and um, I stopped by her house afterwards when I dropped her off. And that was one of the first things your dad said to me was like, is this hair new? I was like, yes. So sweet. It's so cute. Love him. I love him. That's a that's a good way to, for you to segue into the next one since I was your date. Oh, well. Yeah, this is one that we've obviously a theme we've touched on many times. So I don't need to like beat the dead horse with this. But um Someone said, I know, I realized as I said that, I don't love that phrase. Um, Boil the ocean. We don't need to boil the ocean with this one. Um, But someone said, finding the one. So much pressure to find the right guy. Um, And then in addition, another one after it said, in the early 20s, it was romantic relationships and career. Um, And then late 20s, it's savings and property ownership. But touching on the, obviously, romantic relationships first, um, I mean, yeah, like, (laughs) that, that's something, like, we have said, Carly and I have had different roads, like, we've had different maps leading up to where we are, obviously. Um, So we have different perspectives on this. But I think everyone can agree that, like, after you not everyone goes to college but kind of that like after you're 21 and you're starting to be on your own it's like like I just feel it these are a lot of incomplete sentences but I just I want to affirm anyone that is feeling that stress that I as much as you try not to think about it like on the daily there are things that come up in life like I have been to six weddings this year invited to eight like holy shit (laughs) yeah like there's no way that I can't that I have to like there's no way I can block out fully that thought of like when am I gonna find the one like and I think part of the way that I've just dealt with it is accepting that 
feeling, like not trying to push that away, but kind of sit in it a little bit and be like, yeah, like sometimes that does suck. Like when I'm sitting alone at a wedding, it's like, like that's a hard feeling and I don't have to dismiss that. But I've also done a lot of work to not let that bulldoze or like ooze into thoughts about myself, like my, like why that is. Mm -hmm. I think that's a question that I don't have the answer to and I shouldn't. Like, why have I not met the one yet? I don't know. Like, it just hasn't happened yet and that's okay. So yeah, I don't know, but it's, it's hard. There's a lot of pressure and that does stress me out a lot. Yeah. And with the early twenties, it's about romantic relationships and careers, late twenties, it's saving and property ownership. That is so true. I mean, I definitely am kind of going along that typical path because something that's so different for me and you as of right now is, yeah, my late 20s for savings and property ownership, it's saving with Brennan, property ownership with Brennan. Mm -hmm. So it's a team, you know, whereas, sorry, this is going to sound like I'm like being rude to you and I don't mean it. No. For you, it's savings and property ownership with Katie. Totally. Completely different. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I think, yeah, it's a great kind of segue to tie these two things together because I was literally just thinking this morning um, that going to church for me the last year being on my own um, has been really tough to find a new church body because like going to church by yourself is awkward and it's hard when you don't know people and people are already established in like groups of people and friends at church and it it has no reflection what I'm saying on the church that like I've been trying to go to very welcoming people like very nice but when you and it's the same with like weddings or other things it's just church is something that was on my mind this morning um yeah a lot of people when they find new church homes they have a partner with them it's like a couple yes. going together because they're investing like that's something they want for their lives together and like that's what i hope to find future but i just it kind of dawned on me so it was kind of perfect timing but i was thinking i was like why is it so hard for me to want to get up and go to church like i want to go in my mind like it has nothing to do with the church itself but it's this thought of like i'm just by myself like i everyone kind of has a buddy that they go with and as we get into our late 20s like mid to late 20s that's something I feel like I'm missing out on is that like partnership aspect which then also leads into the savings and property ownership so yes (laughs) yeah and it's a lot of it first of all that speaks volumes on your behalf of like how in tune you are with yourself and figuring out like why does this feel weird like I'm going to church this is something I that's important to me you know like why does this feel weird (laughs) and it's completely understandable why you know it's there's some discomfort there and there I don't know if you've heard of this but there's a I don't think it's technically like a counseling term but it's called the social time clock and so it's about these societal like due dates deadlines pretty much of like Mm. you should be married by 25 you should be pregnant by 27 and you should have your second kid by 29 and you shouldn't even think about being pregnant in your 30s because that's weird you know (laughs) 
stuff like that and uh, it's just bullshit and I could have a whole episode on the bullshit negatives of societal pressure but that's something to keep in mind for sure and it's it's not even the people around you because the people around you are supporting you and loving you it's just this like disgusting societal pressure that's like oh you're wrong and yeah if you have a kid at 35 just so you know you're you're geriatric like even (laughs) shit like that yeah and it's hard like as you said it's not even the people around me like it's hard because it's frustrating because there's no one to blame when you feel that way like this pressure to find someone I'm like there's no one I don't blame myself I don't blame like the guys I've been friends with like I don't blame the couples around me like I celebrate them and I celebrate what's happening to them as I hope they will when it happens to me when I'm 37 you know like I hope not actually but you know um <laughs> but it it is just something that I'm learning when people were coupling up in college it was a lot easier to be like yeah of course it hasn't happened for me yet like I'm only 20 like it's fine but now that I'm 23 and like fully out of college and I'm going to holiday parties where people are coupled up like it you know it's it does sort of I feel like I was in a valley in a good way of like wasn't feeling that at all and now I'm it's kind of like building back up where it's almost incorporated into everyday life because most all of my friends are with their forever partner so and because of COVID like it was kind of easy for you to hide that you were single not that it needs to be hidden I sorry I don't mean to sound no I know what you mean need to hide it but it was kind of easy to just be a hermit and nobody knew you were single and now we're getting back into holiday parties and weddings and it's like oh you're alone yeah no no no, not actually not actually people are saying oh I do do. but (laughs) yeah and as you said like COVID there also was not a push or a stress to go out and meet people during that time because you didn't want to get COVID and like everything was shut down and like bars were shut down and like you know meeting new people outside your circle was frowned upon and not a good idea so now that it's like like I have a friend that's like, oh yeah, I'm going on a date tonight, like from someone like Hinge. And like, I love that for her, but I tried it and I just can't, like, that's not who I am. And so I think also, I said, I wasn't going to go into this a lot, but here we are, me still talking about it, but it's also a stressor because I don't want to change like who I am or like how I approach this situation just because of the pressure and the stress I'm feeling. Like, I try dating apps. It's just not my thing. Like, I'm just not comfortable on them. And that's okay. Like, I don't want to have to be like, no, you have to go on a date in order to meet someone. Like, so there's the stress of like, well, if I don't change, if I don't like push myself out of my comfort zone, then like, I won't find anyone. Um, And then when you're putting this pressure on yourself, whether you realize it or not, you're taking the authenticity out of it. And then you're meeting someone who's not meeting the real you. Exactly. Yeah, and that doesn't like go well cyclical process yeah so it's a thing like we I've said it in so many episodes and like I'll continue to say it because like I just want to affirm anyone that's feeling that stress that it's real and like we're all feeling it so yeah yeah but I love having you in my corner I mean 
no matter what, because you're a really big part of my life, but also because you and I have such different backgrounds and like life experiences and stuff. So when we come together, it's like we are getting a little, little different ideas that we normally wouldn't have thought of. And yeah, like the savings and property ownership, that's, that's a huge thing that as we're going into our mid to late twenties, you know, you and I are going to be on really different paths as of right now. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel I I've talked about it with my sister too, because she's a couple years older and she's getting into the, yeah, I actually might want to buy some property because that, you know, is kind of the next step. Um, And for me, I'm like, well, unless I like become rich, I'm not going to like buy a place just for myself because hopefully like I want to buy a place with my partner when I find them in the next couple of years, hopefully, fingers crossed. So I'm like, well, I'll just keep renting. Like it's not, and saving is a lot, well, I don't want to say a lot easier because I have to battle myself, which sometimes can be harder than having a partner to keep you accountable. But like all my financial decisions are just mine. So like my savings and my my purchases and stuff like that, um, I just have to run it by me. So, yeah, and um, Disney, you got to run it by me, and it's always a yes. <laughs> yeah, that one's always going to be worth it, Loki. Yeah. Um, I think the last one. Oh, oh I, like, I like talking about I like talking about imposters. I was now. gonna start with that one too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this response, someone just said imposter syndrome what stresses you out um but that's too real like I'm gonna read the definition of of imposter syndrome just in case okay so imposter syndrome is the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills yeah and imposter syndrome and anxiety a lot of times go hand in hand so we're just a big yummy stew of anxiety and imposter syndrome and stress (laughs) yeah I I don't think I fully understood what this term meant before I started my job um but now I think I think if I'm being completely honest like this imposter syndrome is one of the leading causes for like my couple breakdowns the last couple weeks um which it's like hard to admit that because it's really not a reflection at all of my job or like anything like I don't want to ever talk bad about my job one because this is public but also because I genuinely enjoy my job and my team and but there I think remote work has really for me like I don't know any different so at first I loved remote work for the first it's like that TikTok song first it was fun then scary, then fun again. Um, there's a lot of pros that come with it and I love the flexibility, but you never have your team like seeing how hard you work and me yeah. and vice versa. And in miscommunication, you're not able to see someone's body language and hear their tone of voice. So when someone is sending you a message, like for me, I'm a baby and I'm like, oh my God, there's a period at the end. Are you mad at me? (laughs) 
Like literally even little things like that that is completely different with remote work. And remote work remote work is this new thing, you know. Yeah. Yes, people have been working remotely since before COVID, but still in the long run, remote work is very new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and just like I do get affirmation throughout the day from from team members or from work or whatever. Um, and this also goes for school too. Um, work is just kind of a bigger part of my life. So that's where I most feel it. But I think that that part of feeling like the success, like I didn't earn it. Like, I just feel that so often of like, well, there's more I can do. Like, I don't really know anything. I'm not really supposed to be here because I'm kind of just like faking some things. Like, I, I don't fully know what I'm doing. Um, and most of the time, like, there's always those funny memes or, like, tweets that are, like, no one knows what they're doing. Like, everyone's pretending. Like, I think a lot in the corporate world, because that's where I work, like, there's kind of this theme of, like, it's okay because everyone's kind of faking it, which I love that, but it's hard to fully understand that and believe that when you're in the thick of it. I, I'm more of the opposite. That's interesting because I am more like nobody knows what they're doing. We're all just on this floating rock in the middle of nowhere. Nobody knows what's going on. But for me, it's like my imposter syndrome is like, yeah, we all acknowledge nobody knows what we're doing. But like, can I just be told I'm doing a good job? Like I'm doing okay. Like can someone just tell me that like yeah. your path isn't straight, but it's the right path? Because I sit great. here and I'm like, oh yeah, thank you. Thank you, Katie. But so many times it's like I sit here and I'm doing all these things. It's like, great. I, you know, checked everything off my my tasks of what I need to do, my little to-do list. And then it's like, okay, they're done. But are they done correctly? Are they done well? Is this what, you know, my group project people wanted me to do? Is this, are my professors proud of me? Like all these things. And my imposter syndrome is just, tell me I'm doing a good job, please. Yeah, that's, I mean, I feel that too. That's. Yeah. I think part of the way that I've dealt with that, um, well, first of all, the person that sent this in said one of the ways they deal with it is just reminding themselves to look back at how much they've grown. And that's so important. Like I've definitely had to do that. Like, like very physically either out loud or in a journal, like reflect on literally a year ago. I've only been at my job a year, like one year ago, you had no knowledge of anything that you have now like that's a huge leap and even with grad school like you've learned to completely like alter your routine and fit in a full-time like separate thing like reflecting on your growth is so important because at the end of the day like it's your life it's your mind like you're you're driving the ship and so to be able to reflect and grow like on your own yes an outside support system is so important and can be really helpful when you're not able to kind of get there yourself but if you can start to kind of condition your mind to be like occasionally yeah this is like this is a lot that I've done and that's cool I think that can go a long way and take a break tell yourself to take a break and learning more about yourself and what works for yourself to kind of incorporate little bits of self-care in your daily life you know my my bits of self-care is listening to a podcast and um participating in some urban (laughs) 
but really though like finding your self-care whether it's just like reading or reading a book I also do that or going for a walk or just taking a nap you know it's okay set a timer for 35 minutes to take a break and do what you want and maybe what you want to do is absolutely nothing yeah that's okay love doing nothing and also like giving a cutoff like I think part of the imposter syndrome for me with grad school is like writing papers or discussion posts like writing like I never have enough it's never good enough like I could always do more Mm -hmm. I could always you know write more deliberately like effectively sometimes I literally just send it and I just submit especially on discussion posts when it's like this is not a formal paper paper like yeah I've done the work I know I did like I didn't just totally screw up the assignment turn it in shut my laptop done like sometimes mm-hmm. the the weight of like the stress is not worth the like good or, or good or <laughs> hello I'm in grad school the better grade or something like that so yes and so as we <laughs> say a lot uh something that balances out burnout in my opinion is boundaries you know having those boundaries not only for the the outside the outer perspectives the outside world perspectives I don't know what word I'm trying I to say here, but what I'm trying to say is like work and relationships in school whereas having boundaries there as well as boundaries within yourself of okay I'm really tired I need to take a break you know taking a 10 minute break so that your brain can reset is gonna be way more worth the work you're gonna have done as the outcome compared to just like pushing through and doing shitty work yes yes take those 10 affirming that (laughs) yeah yeah. But I'm glad we shot it through it. I think it's important. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. I think it's so important to just, you know, talk with other people. And, you know, first of all, thank you everyone for sending everything in. And thank you to you as well, Katie, for opening up and being vulnerable. Because just to feel like you're not alone. And that, you know, ne- necessarily people don't have to fully understand. But just a little bit of you know, that, that aspect of being able to relate is huge and, oh yeah, right. I'm not the only one struggling. Not everyone has it all together. And yeah. What's going on. Absolutely. And yeah, echoing what Carly said, like, thank you to everyone that continues to like share with us and be vulnerable. Cause it really does like make like these conversations so much more like enriched because it's just fun to not have it just be Carly and I's like, point of views but to also incorporate like other yeah people. um and also just to like I said this at the beginning but like the stress isn't going away like there's no life that is without stress um and it manifests itself differently for everybody and at different levels but I think yeah just incorporating a space where you can have a community whether it's this podcast like Carla and I are always here um or yes. other people in your yeah. life like just taking a minute to appreciate where you are and who you are um, is important. So, yes. Yeah. And we are proud of all of our listeners, wherever you're at. We're proud of you. Yeah. We love <laughs> We're you. We're all trying <laughs> through one day at a time. Yes. Um, one thing that's helpful to get through hard times is to reflect on what you're thankful for. And since it's Thanksgiving week, Carly, what are you thankful for? 
Ooh, I don't get me wrong. After talking about all this, I have so much to be thankful for, um, truly. And that's, that's such a privilege and such a blessing. Um, but one thing I'm really, really thankful for is my health. Um, I have a lot on my plate and yes, my mental health, we're still working on it, but I'm really thankful for my, my health because it helps me get through, you know, all these things I have on my plate and it would be a lot, a lot more challenging if I was not physically and mentally able. So really, really thankful for my health. Mm, I love that. I'm thankful for your health too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. What are you thankful for? Um, I think same as you, kind of reflecting on the stress also makes me really grateful for things I have because there are always things I can think of to be thankful for in those hard times, which as you said, like Mm -hmm. very blessed and privileged to be able to say that. Um, I think two main things, one, (laughs) contrary to what I just said, like I love my job and I'm very grateful to be in a stable position um, with people that I enjoy working with and work that I feel like is important and enjoy doing. But I think what trumps it all, this is so cheesy, but my family, like, I think the last couple years, like, I have kind of taken them for granted just because it's like family will always be there, you know, but the last couple years, I think for everyone's family, like COVID and everything has kind of put strains on it, but um, I'm just grateful for where my family's at right now through a lot of things, Um, and we, I went home for around Halloween, LOL for a wedding. Um, and we had this night where we like made caramel apples together and we're like playing music. And it was just such a like homey, like comforting, like warm feeling of a night. Like if you know what I mean? And so oh my gosh, I um, got the warm fuzzies. Just <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think also just, even if relationships are all great, we don't live near each other anymore like especially me living and my parents are loving the empty nester life and doing a lot of things and so taking advantage of those nights and those times together just reminds me just how great and how much my family understands me too like i have amazing community outside my family obviously you understand me like i have really great friends but family is just so different because like i literally come from them right like you're related you have the same dna that sort of thing so there's just ways that my family gets me and we relate that I forget, but then when I'm with them, I'm like, oh yeah, like these are actually my people, people. <laughs> so yes. all that to say, I'm really excited to see them around Thanksgiving and and to have kind of more of those warm, fuzzy feelings. So Aww, yeah. That's so sweet. <laughs> I love the holidays. I love the holidays. And we're talking about like stress during this happy time of the holidays. I'm like, how are we need to do some check-ins in January and February? <laughs> That's going to get real because I'm going to make a year's resolution and I'm not going to stick with it. So that'll be a yeah. fun episode to talk about. <laughs> yes. Yes. That'll be really fun. Well, thank you all. We're thankful for you guys as well. We love having this little community here and being able to connect with you all. So thanks for tuning in again. Yes, absolutely. We love you guys. Bye, friends. Bye, friends.